Welcome to the Different Thinking Podcast with your host, Zach Hensrud. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode number seven, The Beauty of Creative Problem Solving. This is a very, very interesting episode, and I'm really excited to share with you uh, some great principles that you can apply in your organization and your business today to really take it to the next level. But before I do, I want to share a story. See, back in central London, they had a problem, and this problem cost the area over $1.4 million a year. But the issue that was creating the problem was no more than one inch in length. And you might be scratching your head going, okay, that is very interesting. What problem that is no more than one inch in length can cost an area or a city over $1.4 million a year? Well, that issue was improperly discarded cigarette butts. Now, I don't know if you're listening and you smoke uh, or you don't, but cigarette butts are the, one of those things that somehow, amazingly, do not find their way into trash receptacles or even in the ashtrays. For some reason, uh, cigarette butts can be found all over the place. Uh, especially right around those places. And you might know that if you've ever had to uh, clean those up. Now, I when I heard this story, when I was reading the book, Big Little Breakthroughs by Josh Linkner and was reading the story, I had uh, a, a, a personal experience of this. See, when I was a uh, young child, uh, about seven years old, my parents just moved out of their garage uh, where they had their business and had their first location outside of the house. And we as kids had to go to uh, the shops uh, from a very young age. So we were either in school, daycare, or they moved the vending machine and shoved us in a corner and said, don't move. But if we did move, we had to go pick up cigarette butts. Cigarette butts, uh, while they don't seem like they're hard to pick up, it is kind of just like one of those things that's an annoyance. And I just remember uh, when I was in trouble, go pick up cigarette butts. When uh, it, uh, I was bored, go pick up cigarette butts. So when I was reading this, I was like, oh, I could totally understand. You would have to pay me a lot to go pick up cigarette butts. Well, so there's this activist, uh, environmental activist, Terwin Resterick who was seeing this problem in central London, and he actually infused creativity into this problem by solving it uh, or, or, or bringing a solution forward by uh, throughout the city inserting aluminum poles. And at the top, about eye level of those aluminum poles, he would put two yellow small receptacles or, or, or bins where someone could easily discard a cigarette butt. Like it, just something eye level, very simple, just pop it right in there. Now, that would be great, but what would change the action of people from enjoying their cigarette, taking that last little bit, and then just kind of flicking it on the ground? So what he did was genius, is on each of those poles, he would put a question. 
he would have a question on a sign. And then he would have an answer on each box. So case in point, uh, what the book uh, uh, introduced this as, uh, when it introduced it, it says, who is your favorite superhero? One box said Superman, one box said Batman. And the 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 person that they're uh, observing took their butt and they put it in the Superman one and then they looked in and they go, oh yes, Superman's winning. And then they started to see in central London a change of behavior. Now people were finding those boxes and they were voting their different answers. And guess what it was doing? It was cleaning up those streets in London. And through his creativity started to solve a problem. Now, I was introduced to creative problem solving actually a lot sooner than reading this book, Big Little Breakthroughs, which I know we'll have an episode coming up where we'll really dive into this book because creativity is at the center of what Different Thinking Podcast is all about. Right out of the bat, it's a place where creativity is welcomed. Um, And so creativity is very, very important. It is a pillar uh, for what this podcast is all about. And so I was introduced to creative problem solving uh, when I was in my career in the auto body uh, uh, realm. So when I used to work in auto body, when I was a parts manager, estimator, uh, store manager, I had to learn on the fly how to infuse creativity into problems because problems happened quite often in the auto repair process. And if you've ever had your car repaired, you know you go into a shop, a a person will meet you and, and write an estimate or get an estimate that your insurance company has already written, greet you, get you set up into a rental car if if uh, you have rental coverage or, or not and send you on your way. You ask the, the one question, when do you think my car will be ready? And usually the response is, well, it looks like it's a five-day repair, but we'll let you know more once we get the car apart and if there's anything else. So you go through the process and uh, what will happen from time to time even the, the best planners, this still comes up on, but you'll come across a part that is wrong, a part that's broken, or an existing part that was on the car that the technician just missed that need, needed to be replaced. And so usually they'll find that at the day before or the day of that it would be ready for the customer to pick up. And so... Our, the, the timeline uh, window is shortened drastically. Like this is a drastically shortened window of how do I get this uh, taken care of to really meet the customer's expectations. And so I was introduced to this and became very, very comfortable in using creativity to solve problems. Now, if you're listening to this, you know and I know that Continual problems does not create a happy place, right? If you're continually facing problems, you're not in a happy place. Problems defined here are those things that come up that require your full attention. This is now uh, what we would call a, a fire drill, right? This is where we have to we have to put our full attention into this 
issue. It doesn't matter what else is going on. This is now our primary focus. And that's what the definition of a, of a problem is, what, what I'm speaking about. Because we all have situations or issues come up. And situations and issues are things that we can really apply conventional wisdom and go, this is the, this is the way to do it. Oh, okay, perfect. And then it's, and then it's solved. But a problem is where now it requires your full focus, your full attention, your full effort, and everything else disappears. And so infusing creativity into your solving of this problem will actually help you grow your organization, grow your business, increase customer satisfaction, increase uh, employee satisfaction, because it's something where uh, the opposite of creative problem solving is just saying, you know what? Ah, this came up. Sorry, we cannot meet expectations. And so tune in uh, to episode number eight because uh, I'm going to be piggybacking off of this episode and going into uh, episode number eight, which is Houston, we have a, you know how to finish it, right? But uh, Houston, we have a problem and that is around uh, missing expectations with your team and your customers. Now you might be saying, Zach, you probably should have flip-flopped those to where we're dealing with that right now because creative problem solving is also infused into that. But I feel it's really important to share these three principles or three uh, action steps that you can take uh, when infusing creativity into your problem solving so that when it doesn't work out, because it is not 100%, this is not 100%, but you'll always have a solution to go back to that client, that team member, that employee to where they would be satisfied to continue moving forward with you, uh, continue moving forward through the solution of the problem. So I'll get into that a, a lot more in the next episode. But in this episode, let's cover these three things that you should do when this problem arises that requires creativity. Number one, you need to know and believe there's always a solution. You need to know and believe there is always a solution. And the reason why this is super important is because if you know and you believe that there's always a solution, you will find a solution especially in the problems that arise that do not present an easy solution. What do I mean by this? I mean, when a problem comes up and there is not an easy solution outside of just letting people down or, or just, just shutting it all down saying, oh, it's not going to happen. Uh, when a problem arises that requires creativity I would first start by getting a moment. In a moment, I don't mean necessarily set, set time of 5, 10, 15 minutes. It really depends on the size of the problem. It can take up, a, up to an hour. But take a moment and get out a sheet of paper and start going through all possible solutions. And even put down the solutions that you would think are the stupid ones. Like, ah, oh, this would never work. This is so dumb. Why would I why would I even think this? Put it down. Put it on that on that piece of paper. I mean, it doesn't need to be like 
very well organized, you can be writing solutions all over, just, you know, all over the paper. Put down as many solutions as possible. Because what's going to happen is as you get it out of your mind and onto that paper, you're going to start to see the real possible ones, the ones that are actually truly possible, the ones that you can execute on efficiently. And then you can now start to move through that process. The The problem that I see or, or the, the obstacle that, that people have uh, when they get to this point is they don't put all the solutions out on paper. They try to keep them up in their head. And what happens is when it's in your head, it keeps swimming. I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you, but if you start thinking about a problem, you'll start to do circular reasoning where all of a sudden it just feels like you're just in this uh, a spin cycle. Like I, I feel like I keep thinking about the same thing, but I, I you know, there's got to be something else. And so when you're when you're putting it out on paper, you can say, "Oh, I already got that. I already got that solution down." Think of something else. Okay, perfect. Think of something else. Perfect. This is not a time to be distracted with anything else. And, and believe me, when the problem's big enough, you aren't distracted by anything else. You are very well focused on this. And so make sure that you put that all out on paper because this is going to help you with point number two. So know and believe that there's always a solution is point one. Point number two is leverage other people or employees who are willing to help. You cannot, hey, listen, you are not Rambo, right? You are not... You are not going into this alone, folks. Uh, we don't operate business. We don't operate our organizations. We don't even operate our lives by ourselves. We have other folks that are willing right now and able to help us, to assist us, to look at the problem as well. I always like when a, a, a problem arises, bringing others into the room who may have had an experience like this. I will pick up the phone and say, hey, have you ever had this issue? What did you do? Do you mind chatting with me for a moment? And getting their experiences, their viewpoints. Uh, in, in Auto Body, I would have my employees dialed in. Okay, here is the possible solutions. What can we commit to? Perfect. All right, I need you to run to this parts location to go pick this up. I need you to be ready that as soon as they arrive, that we know no matter what is happening, this now becomes a priority. Call the, the person that is at that dealership or that parts store. Hey, I want to let you know I'm sending so-and-so. They're going to be there. Uh, they've got their check in hand or just here's the invoice number. Let's make sure everything is good to go. They're going to check the part. Uh, they've got the old one with them. That's huge. Very, very huge. They've got the old one with them to cross reference it to make sure it's absolutely the correct one. And then you execute the problem, right? And so leverage the people that are around you. Get others on board to help. There, there are people out there that want to help in your organization and in your business that, that will give you not only a viewpoint, but also be willing to do some of the lifting. You don't have to do it alone. This isn't a, a it, it all by myself 
type of mentality. Like I just said, I, I leveraged vendors. I would have vendors throw uh, parts on a truck and then I would go and meet them or, or an employee would go and meet that truck at a location, you know, uh, that would be a little bit closer. Um, there was all sorts of things that we would execute on, but it would never be just by myself. I would never be alone in that. And I think even in real estate, I, I think of an example where, um, I'll share this quick example, but buyers were buying their first time home. Uh, the signer showed up and they were doing a, a signing uh, remotely. And so the signer showed up, but one of the the spouses had to head to the bank before it closed to grab uh, the cash to close. And the signer showed up, I think about a half hour early um, and said, I can't wait. I got to go and just disappeared and didn't return. And so I was calling uh, my title rep uh, and then also the escrow person and the escrow closer picked up their daughter, drove to where my clients were living. We all had pizza and she got them signed around. That's creative problem solving, but that's also leveraging the people that you, that, that are around you. That is encouraging others, inviting, inviting them into the problem because they're willing to help. And so leverage those that are around you. And then number three, and this is really important. This is really, really important. If you are a planner and you have to have everything planned to the T, this is where you are going to need to make some adjustments. Creative problem solving requires creativity. And creativity is not always linear. It isn't something that always goes in a linear line of, okay, this, 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 and this. And sometimes it's messy. So point number three is you need to execute with the ability to adjust. Meaning this, folks, you need to execute being on your toes. You cannot sit back and go, okay, we executed the plan, it's done. There's always secondary problems that pop up as you're leveraging other people. Because now you're opening more holes. And so you need to be able to adjust and start to plug some of those holes as you creatively process through this problem. So execute with the ability to adjust. Execute with the idea that there's going to be some adjustments. And when you do that, now you're thinking much more clearly when it comes to those secondary problems. Because right now you're infusing creativity. You are moving right along. I mean, it, it is something where it is, it, once you activate that creativity side of your brain, now all of a sudden it becomes a, a little bit easier each and every time to find the creative solution. So what did we learn in this episode? Number one, know and believe that there's always a solution. Number two, leverage the other people around you, your employees, uh, your volunteers, uh, your vendors, leverage the people that are around you to help and then execute, but always execute with the ability to adjust. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you will take these principles and apply them into your business, your organization, into yourself to apply that creative problem solving until then, remember today is a great day that you can apply different thinking. Thank you for listening and have a great day. <laughs>